widen your borders and you'll desire to eat meat, you should eat meat. It says in the Torah portion. So it sounds like until they got to Israel, no one ate meat. So there's actually an argument in the Gemara and Chulun on page 16a, what the rules were in the desert. According to uh, Rabbi Shmuel, they were actually forbidden to eat meat the whole time they were in the desert. And only when they arrived in Israel were they allowed to eat meat. According to Rabbi Akiva, they were allowed to eat meat before. But the Torah says when they came to Israel, they had a new commandment, and the commandment was they had to start shechting the animals. The prohibition of shechting, that an animal is only kosher if it's properly slaughtered, that's what began in Israel. But before, they were allowed to eat. But um, they were also allowed to eat um, uh, non-sacrifices. While they were in the desert, all they could eat were sacrifices. They couldn't eat regular meat. So, how does Rabbi Shmuel um, interpret the verse, Hashem will widen your borders, then you'll be able to eat meat? Understands that um, when your borders are widened, meaning when you come to Israel, then you are allowed to eat meat. When the, you literally, it means the literal sense that you'll have more land, Hashem will give you the land of Israel, then you're allowed to eat meat. So, the halacha is like a that even in the desert they're allowed to eat meat. And Rashi uh, does, in Chumash, Rashi mentions the opinion of both Rabbi Kiva and Abishma. Rashi says that uh, when the Torah says that um, um, you will um, come to Eretz Israel. You will, when you Hashem will widen your borders, you'll eat meat. Rashi says you're forbidden to eat meat the whole time you're in the desert. While you're in the desert, the only thing you could eat were sacrifices. Carbon shlamim, when you offer a sacrifice to Hashem, then you could eat meat. Rashi also brings the explanation of Reb Lezman Azariah. Lezman Azariah, and by the way, that's, that, that Rashi um, is able to go back and forth between different opinions, even though one is not the halacha, because Rashi's role in Chumash is not to give us the halacha. Rashi's role in Chumash is to tell us the meaning of the, of the verses of the Torah. So, um, so what, is, what does the Torah say about eating meat? It says Rashi, a person should only eat meat when they are wealthy, and they have lots of money, so when Hashem is widening your borders, uh, that means when, when, you ha- when, you're, when you're in a state of comfort. So Rashi brings both translations of, of uh, widening borders, both it means on a personal level, when you have wealth, and Rashi brings another explanation, the simple translation, when your borders will be wide in the simple sense, you'll come to Israel. So, we need to, we need to understand the connection between these two ideas. It seems like from Rashi, that coming to Israel and having a larger um, real estate, if you will, Hashem has given us land of Israel, and being wealthy in a personal level are both connected to this idea of, of eating meat. And only if you're in Israel and you're wealthy, then, you're, then you should eat meat. What does that mean? So, there's a difference between the spiritual state that Jewish people were in when, while they were in Israel, while they were in the desert, versus when they came to uh, Israel. On the surface, the desert, they were in a much higher plane. They had the 
manna bread from heaven, they had the water from Rakha Miriam. They had no material concerns. The only concerns were spiritual. They learned Torah directly from Meshach Rabbeinu. Every week they were just learning new mitzvahs from Hashem. So they were in a very high place spiritually. Versus when they came to Israel, they suddenly had to plow and plant the land and they had to eat. Each person had to um, earn their own livelihood. And everyone was, um, it seems, on a much lower spiritual level once they came to Israel. Because they no longer had this magical oasis of Hashem protecting them and guiding them. And um, So on the surface, they're going, they're, they're going to descend a lot spiritually when they come to Israel. And that's why the spies said, we don't want to go to Israel. It's a land that consumes its inhabitants. What they meant was spiritually. This is a land that will take away our spirituality. This is a land that will lower us. We don't want to go to Israel. We don't want to be involved in, in uh, working the land physically because um, this will bring us down. What's the truth? The truth is that although on the surface they're right, but the truth is that going to Israel was actually a step up, not a step down. When God gave us the Torah, it says in the, in the Talmud that the angels came to God and they said, why give the Torah to human beings? Give the Torah to us and have it to the angels. So God told Meshach Rabbeinu to respond to them. What did he, did he say to them? He said, does it say in the Torah, what does it say in the Torah? It says in the Torah, I am Lord your God, took you out of Egypt. Have you ever been to Egypt? It says in the Torah, honor your father and mother. Do you have a father and mother? It says in the Torah, don't pray to other gods. Are you living among nations of the world? who pray to other gods, the God needs to tell you not to uh, worship idols, not to swear by, in, in, in the, by the name of the other gods. What's your connection to the Torah? So the whole point of giving the Torah was to give the Torah to us here in the physical world. The Torah is about the physical world. Why? Because God's desire is to have a home in the lowest realm. Hashem wants a home here in the physical world. And since the desire of Hashem is to have a home in the physical world, that's the deepest desire of Hashem in creation. He wants a home here physically. So when they came to Israel, it wasn't that they went to a lower, to do something lower. They went to do something higher. They went to achieve something that Hashem really wants. They went to achieve Hashem's greater desire, greatest desire. There were 40 years between getting the Torah and going to Israel. And they were involved in the physical world at some level. They were able to make a home for Hashem at some level. They were able to elevate some things in the physical world. They were able to eat sacrifices. They were able to eat holy meat. They were able to um, do holy things and elevate the parts of the world which were more refined and, and holier. And that's why they were not allowed to eat um, uh, regular meat just because you wanted to eat, you couldn't eat meat. They couldn't, they could, because they didn't have the power to elevate regular meat. So they were connected at that time to a lower level of holiness, a more limited level of holiness, a more contracted level of holiness, a limited light of Hashem, a more limited light of Hashem. And therefore, they weren't able to traverse the gap of elevating the lower parts of the world. However, the Torah says, when God will widen your borders, the emphasis is when He'll widen your borders. There are many different times that the Torah describes our arrival to Israel. It doesn't always use the expression of widening borders. But here specifically the Torah says when Hashem will widen your borders. Why does Hashem use that expression? Because in order to be able to elevate the lower parts of the physical world, they needed Hashem to give them more strength, more energy. So ki Hashem means when Hashem will widen your borders, Hashem will give you more strength 
more power, higher spiritual light that will enable you to achieve Hashem's ultimate purpose in creation to elevate the lowest part of the physical. So that's why it says that only in Israel were they allowed to eat meat because only in Israel did they have this broader, higher, deeper spiritual energy that would allow them to elevate the physical. And they were even able to eat meat when they just wanted meat. What does that mean? It seems like it's a low thing. They just they eat, eat when you eat meat because it's a sacrifice to God. Okay, so it's part of your service to Hashem. But when you eat meat just because you want to eat meat, why is that? Uh, why is that part of the service of Hashem at all? Why is it connected to an additional spiritual energy and elevating? What are we even saying? It doesn't Torah when you want to eat meat, you can eat meat. The words in Torah are kisav and nafshechalechal basar when you're. When you desire to eat meat, all the desires of you, yourself, you should eat meat. That's what the Torah says. So it sounds like you want to eat it, eat it. It's about you, because I want to eat it. I'm not eating it because I'm supposed to eat it. I'm eating, eating, eating because I want to eat it. So it's not about being elevated, being spiritual, being deeper, elevating the physical. It's about me wanting to eat it. That's what it sounds like. So the answer is, the Baal Shantav says, it says in the Torah, in Tilim chapter 107, it says, They were hungry, they were thirsty. Their soul is wrapped within. As Baal Shem Tov says, when a Jew is hungry, a Jew is thirsty, why are we hungry and thirsty? We think we're hungry and thirsty because we like the food. It says, Baal Shem Tov, you should know the reason why you're hungry and thirsty is because your neshama is hungry. Your soul wants to have the divine spark which is in the food. Your soul wants the godly spark, their soul is wrapped within, refers to the soul of the physical food. There's a godly spark, there's a soul in the physical food. And your soul desires the spark of Hashem in the physical food. Your soul wants to connect with and to elevate and to absorb the, this, this godliness in the food. So I feel a hunger, I feel I want to eat meat, so that that's, but really my soul wants meat. That's what the Torah is hinting to in the words of the Torah. When your soul desires to eat meat. The Torah is saying to you, you may think it's just you, your body who wants to eat meat. Says the Baal Shem, the Torah is telling you, really what's going on is your neshama yearns to eat meat. Now it doesn't mean, obviously, that, what, that uh, you're just supposed to um, eat for the sake of pleasure. Whatever Jew does is supposed to be for the sake of Hashem. All your deeds should be for the sake of Hashem. And more, the Torah says, In all your ways you should know Him. So it doesn't mean to eat it for the sake of enjoyment. What it means is that when a person is hungry, not, not, not just you have a, a whim, you want to do this because it's there, because you already ate the chicken and then you decided to move over to the knishas and the knishas were just a little south of the, of, of the meat <laughs> uh, like, like I did last night so then, uh, yes, that was the order first it was the chicken, then the knishas, then the meat yeah, so that's not, that's not what Doshan is talking about is talking about when you're hungry why you're hungry is because your neshama wants something it, it, there, it's possible that there are things in your life that you shouldn't be having, right? It's, the end, I was listening to um, a student of Rabbi Khan describing Rabbi Khan, how it, unbelievable, how, 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 what kind of lack of interest he had in all physical things. 
even when Reb was talking about how Reb Yil had a, has a higher mission and he's not doing it, it was spoken out of publicly, and, and, and Reb Yil had such a self-effacement. So after Reb spoke, he had to repeat Reb's words. He would also repeat the parts about himself. <laughs> and there's a guy, and he's doing A, B, and C. And what, but even Reb is criticizing him and saying um, how he's supposed to work on the Sefer Echem, he's supposed to work on the encyclopedia of Hasidic uh, thought, and Rebbe spoke about the challenge that he has, and it's a challenge similar to Adam's challenge, it was a huge challenge that Adam had, and she acknowledged, and so to Rebbe. Anyways, but at the same time, I was criticizing him. Rebbe said that we're talking about a person who has no, who, who has no interest at all in, um, uh, in, the, in the physical things at all. He has no interest in the physical. And uh, and we're talking about a person who has no self, no selfish motives at all. A person has no selfish motives, and yet this is a challenge for him. I heard men. I started talking about Rabiel. Somebody just add another word. Um, Rabiel was going through a hard time, 1965. Uh, he didn't have children, and there was there was a time that he came to the Rebbe by by bring and asked for for children, and Rebbe said to him something like. Your daily mashke that that uh, I can't help you basically, and your role is the daily mashke. That's about Eliezer, the servant of Abram. He was t- he took from the teachings of Abram and he fed everyone else the teachings of Abram. That's that's what his role is. He, he, it wasn't his role to, to, to have to have an offspring, a biological offspring. But really, what we're learning now is something that I learned from him. And uh, anyways, going back to the subject. So when the Torah says that. Um, that you will desire to eat meat, you should eat meat, it's talking about, it says in the Torah, your soul desires to eat meat. It's talking about your sham of being hungry. It's not just you're having a, a desire, some sort of Yale, someone's describing how he was staying in his house for, for a week, and, he, and after a week, he still didn't know where the bathroom was. <laughs> he was eating soup, and he was having trouble eating the soup. And I couldn't figure out why he was having trouble eating the soup. Why was he having trouble eating the soup? Because he was using a fork. <laughs> and it wasn't like he was trying to do a thing. It wasn't trying to. Do, it wasn't like he was like proud of his like like his his. He was like embarrassed. Turned red. Like oh, what did I do? Like he. he, he but he just he was totally not into it. Anyways, so so so. How he like caught on to Rabiel's energy? Huh? Rabiel was was eating. F- f- oh, Rabiel was. Was was trying to eat soup with 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 a fork. Nice. He was embarrassed about it. Whatever. Anyways. But uh, so, anyway, so, 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 so a, Jew, a Jew like him, of course, and he's hungry to eat something, right? That's his soul, which is, which is yearning for the godly sparks. And we just have a whim to eat something else. That's not necessarily our soul yearning for anything. When we're hungry, yeah, that means your neshama wants the sparks of Hashem and that physical food. You, as a person, is going yesterday, now yom yom, that the Rebbe Hashab taught the previous Rebbe the Tanya, and he told him when it's, he got to the words, the, the soul of a Jew is an actual part of God, and said to Rebbe Hashab that on the one hand, the soul is very, very spiritual. It's above, it comes from, from the highest level of holiness. On the other hand, it has an effect in the most down-to-earth way. So I'm hungry because my neshama wants to spark Hashem. That's real. That's actually me. Not just Rebiel. That's everybody. You're, that's when you're hungry. So, so that's the, the Torah is telling us that we need to um, eat for the right reasons. We need, we need to be conscious of what our neshama wants, and, and that should be the what, 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 that should be the narrative in our mind. We should think that this 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 is why we need to eat, and when that's the purpose of eating. Huh? Is this a good time to ask a question, or should I wait? Go ahead. I'm a little confused. If we go back to the meat bar, 
and we we're, we have two different opinions here. One by Rabbi Shmuel, one by Rabbi Akiva. Yeah. If if we hold by Rabbi Shmuel that it makes sense, uh, why we didn't eat the cattle that we had, the the, the flocks that we had, if we hold by Rabbi Akiva. It sounds like we were a bunch of cheapskates. But now you're adding the dimension that adding the dimension that when we said we we wanted meat and before he, before Hashem brought this the, the, the slav when we were demanding it it was coming from a spiritual place or was it coming from a physical place that's an interesting question that's an interesting question um, I, I know what Chesu says about that question it's a good question uh, but I will say this when the Jews left, it's, it's, it's got to be bad because they got punished for it and they shoved the slum down. But it wasn't like, hey, can I get one or two slums? Hashem, Hashem gave them like a monsoon of slums. <laughs> Listen, I, I, how about this? When the Jewish people were told by Hashem they can't go to Israel and they had to stay in the desert 40 years, and some Jews, they ventured out of the cloud, right? They ventured out, they go, we're going to go to Israel. They weren't ready to go to Israel, but they were going to go to Israel anyways. So it says in Tanya, on the one hand, that that was their desire to go to Israel, and they said, we believe in Hashem, we're going to go to Israel. There was some soul in that too. The fact that they believed in Hashem, and they were ready to go to Israel, a moment before, like, no, we can't go to Israel, it's impossible, they're too big. And then they're like, no, we can go to Israel. So there was some soul in that as well. They had some faith in God. Even though Moshe told them that Hashem doesn't want them to do this, and Hashem said no, but there was some faith, and there was some Yitzhar there as well. Yitzhar was, I don't care what Hashem says right now, I, I'm ready to go. I, I, I've changed. I'm different. Hashem said, no, you can't go. So it could be that the Jews who desired meat in the desert, that there's also some, some kind of convoluted Jewish thinking there as well. If we want the meat, there's the soul, the spirit. I don't know. But the bottom line is, they didn't have the power to do it. And that's the answer also to, to the uh, Yonatan, to the, to the two, how the two interpretations of Rashi are connected. Rashi says it means when you come to Israel. Rashi also says when you become wealthy. When Rashi says wealthy, it doesn't mean physically wealthy. Rashi, it says in the Talmud, Ein ani el badas, ein ash el badas. There's no one who is poor except when someone who is poor in knowledge, no one who is rich except for someone who is rich in knowledge. So when someone is obsessed and interested in the physical, then concerning them, the Talmud says, Am ha'aretz and an ignoramus cannot eat meat. It doesn't mean someone who doesn't know Gemara. Ignoramus means am ha'aretz, means a person who is earthy. If we're earthy, if we're into the physical, so then we're not going to elevate the meat, we're going to bring it down. That's why in Hebrew the word for permissible or forbidden is mutter or aser. What's mutter mean? Mutter means untied. What's aser mean? Tied. Tied means that it's unable to be elevated. Mutter means it's possible to be elevated. But uh, I don't want to ruin your week, but I'll tell you what the Semach Tzedek says anyways. Because maybe, it's not ruining it, it's, it's giving us direction. Semach Tzedek says <laughs> that having a taiva, having a desire for something, means that there's some kind of... Um, Blockage in your heart and mind. But in indulging in things which are extra is karis. Means your soul is cut off from Hashem. Why? Because that, it basically means that you're you're just not interested. You're just not interested. You're not interested in, in Hashem. You, you, you're inter- I, I, I um. Okay, let's go back to this. All right. So you loophole it and you call it a pabrenga. Sounds like a plan. That's what I bring. That's what we're doing, right? Anyways, so... Uh, are, are there other places where the Rebbe is holding by Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel, that he's talking about the subject? So here we're having bo- both interpretations. When you come to Israel, 
And when you personally are in a state of Israel, in a state of, of, of broadening your, your state of spiritual wealth, there are some things that you could elevate because of your, uh, because of your heightened knowledge and awareness and depth, and, and therefore you're able to elevate other things that other people can't. So Torah is saying that because of you being in an Israel-like state with, it, with, 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 with the rich understanding of, of Hashem and Torah and Chassidus, Therefore, you're able to elevate things which another person wouldn't have the, the, uh, the, the, the wherewithal to, to bring it up or would bring them down. That's why it's, 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 it says the main time to eat breakfast is after davening, because after you, you daven, and the neshama is now spreading your body, now it's possible for you to engage in the physical world and elevate. Before davening, it's opposite, the physical, uh, physical brings you down. So Rashi connects these two things. Rashi says, come to Israel. You're going to engage the physical world. You're able to fulfill God's purpose and creation and elevate the physical world. More. You're wealthy. You have a wealth, you're wealthy in knowledge. Then that's a time that Hashem empowers you and charges you to engage not just with the, the higher part of the physical world, but the lower part of the physical world. In other words, the more we have, the more we have spiritually, the lower that we need to go, we're able to go. Um... Let's say this. Let's say this. Let's say. Let's conclude with this. It says in the Mishnah, "As panim the gehenim beishes panim laganeid." It says a person who's arrogant goes to hell. A person who has shame goes to heaven. So Bchanim Arazu said the word "as panim" also means someone has a strong integrity, strong in, inwardness. Panim means inside. As means strong. If you a boishes panim in embarrassing inwardness means your inside isn't so isn't so rosy. So as panim legehenim, if you have a strong in, inner core, then you can handle going to uh, the hell of a spiritual hell, a spiritual place which is devoid of spirituality. But if you're only have been embarrassing, if your inner core is embarrassing, so then you then you gotta stay in Kansas, Dorothy. You, you, you're not much you could be able to elevate. But uh, present company, Reb Zev, uh, Reb Yonatan. Uh, Dr. Bressman, listen, look where Hashem sent us. Sent us to Los Angeles, to Atlanta. Adam's going to Florida today. It, it, it shows that we must have this incredible theme. Hashem gave us this unique strength that it wasn't given generations before. It must be that Hashem gave us a special power that we're able to live through a Gimel Tamus, live through consumptive godliness. That, that shows that we have a special power of Hashem that was never given before to, to finish the exile and make Mashiach come. Let's see what happened today. Mm-hmm. Any, any questions? All right. Daigus and Kaltuf.